Gardening is an activity that has been around for hundreds of years and has been used for both survival and pleasure. It's a way to connect with nature and be in tune with the, our environment. In this Light Up Your Worth episode, myself, the host, Debbie McAllister, and psychic and creative Rachel Stervoni discuss intuitive decisions and the importance of listening to your intuition for guidance as well as how the ancient form of gardening helps you connect to your spirituality. It's a really beautiful episode where we dig into talking with trees and nature and the power of being out in nature. So can't wait to share it with you. And know that today, February 8th, is the second day of the third of my first online summit. That is Shift Your Mindset and Unlock Your Best Year Ever. That started yesterday, and I hope you can join us. You can register at www.mindsetshiftingsummit.com. It's mindset, M-I-N-D-S-E-T, no spaces, shifting, S-H-I-F-T-I-N-G, no spaces, summit, S-U-M-M-I-T. I can't wait for you to join us there and to dig into the really fun and playful conversation that Rachel had about nature and gardening and spirituality. And we mix in some love and psychic reading and trees. It's all full of goodness. Can't wait to hear your feedback. So let's jump in. You are listening to Light Up Your Worth with transformational coach, Debbie McAllister whose vision is to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources for your toolbox to raise the consciousness and frequencies for you and our Mother Earth, to discover the unbelievable resource within yourself. This podcast is for you, the spiritually curious, seeking inspiration, hope, and practical knowledge as you navigate healing, personal growth, and development. As you move forward with confidence, building a consciously intentional, radiant life. Each week, you will be given an all-access pass into the lives of other spiritual souls, energetic healers, spiritual modality experts, thought-provoking life coaches, empowering therapists, and uplifting authors who are real and vulnerable as they share their own unique journeys through healing and offer their gifts. This podcast is here to provide engaging and heart-centered conversations that offer so much wisdom, it will motivate you to light up your worth. Thank you for tuning in. Embrace your brilliant, gorgeous, and talented, worthy self. Hello, this is Debbie McAllister, and this is Light Up Your Worth. So excited. I have a really quite amazing guest for you. And I cannot wait for you to meet her, Rachel Stravelli. So she is a psychic and a creative. And I'm going to plug in, she's an expert gardener, but you'll learn more about that too. She helps people connect to their inner wisdom, feel confident, and get ready to take action or rest or self set boundaries, depending on what we're going through in our life right now. So if you want a boost of confirmation and confidence and a feeling of security, you can tune into Rachel to tap back into the groundiness of spirit, self-love, and your beautiful gifts. A formal school teacher and a garden educator, she supports the growth 
and creative expression of all. So if you want to start, if you want to stop, I should say, doom scrolling and start manifesting, follow Rachel. She has been featured on Thrive Global, Tina Buddha, Scary Mommy, Positive Positive, and My Design Life. I'm so excited to have you here, Rachel. Welcome. Thank you, Debbie. And now I can say I've been featured on Light Up Your Words. So right. <laughs> And I have to say for the listeners, they, they can't see you unless they're watching on YouTube, but uh -huh. you have the most beautiful, like emerald green sparkly <laughs> shirt. And I'm like, wow, I want, I want to go change almost and put on my <laughs> shirt that I have. <laughs> well, I, this morning I was tuning into what was I going to wear? And at first I thought I, I want to wear green and I have a green dress that I made it myself a couple of years back, but I go in my closet and this shirt was calling to me. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to wear more sparkles occasionally. And, and I thought, I'm not sure if I'm ready, but inside then my inner voice was like, come on now, if we're going to light up our words, we got to be sparkly. We got to be shiny. Let's just... <laughs> Bring all the reflections and shimmeriness. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. Because we have to, and I love that you listen to your, your own intuition, you know, following that and how that's so important for all of us. Yes. Oh, I agree. And, and, you know, it's funny. We can listen to it in super simple ways. Like, was this a serious decision? No. Was it, is it like life altering? Well, who knows? Maybe. But at any point in your day, especially if you're just starting to listen to your intuition, you can take a moment to to get quiet and, and reflect and ask yourself a question. Is it this or is it that? You know, do I want coffee now or do I want tea? And instead of just going for what you always go for, maybe listen and see, is there is there something your intuition wants to tell you? So that's one super easy way to start listening to your intuition of, what and some of us I think do this already it's like what do I feel like wearing today what do I feel like eating today that's that's a daily way we're already checking in with what do I need oh I love that and I agree it's the simple things I think it's mm -hmm. practicing on the simple little intuitive hits mm -hmm. that helps us build confidence into listening to when you start getting the bigger things that come up yes exactly Right, because it, much like an athlete, which I'm not very athletic, so maybe this is a bad <laughs> analogy, but if they're going to run a marathon, they start with the smaller races and then they know they can finish a marathon. It, and with intuition, if you start with listening to the smaller hits, then when you get a big hit of leave this relationship or avoid that person or talk to that person or sell your house or whatever, like things, leave your job or apply for that job, like things that feel big. If you're already used to listening to your intuition, you feel a little bit more comfortable doing something that feels a little bit out of the blue and like a yes. big emotional leap. Yes. Yeah. Completely agree. It's practice, 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 mm -hmm. trust, trust, trust. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I love that. Um, you know, what's really amazing, Rachel is when I went, look, I went looking for you. Mm -hmm. And we, when we connected, because I was interested in, I haven't gardened, right? Uh -huh. And so I was really fascinated with the interaction of gardening and spirituality. Mm 
And I was really interested in the gardening aspect and how it connects in with our spirituality, you know, and keeping us in this growth path that we end up Mm -hmm. going down, right? These spiritual awakenings that we have. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to hear your perspective on how the the gardening type of work, you know, I guess it's Mm -hmm. being in the dirt and how that comes together with spirituality. Mm -hmm. And then I have another follow-up question about the trees. Oh, great. Because I saw something that you posted about the trees and I was like, oh, I'm so drawn to trees too. So I don't want to forget to put that out there, but I wanted us to go down and talk about the trees. And then we're going to go into um, all of the psychic information that you are receiving as you move now into these different aspects. So um, if we could start out talking about, um, you know, that connection with spirituality and gardening. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And I will, there's many different ways I could go with this. So I probably will be surprised with what comes out of my mouth at some point yeah. today. <laughs> because sometimes the more I talk about it or with a different person, new things come up and I see things in a new way. So one of the things I love about gardening is as human beings, gardens have been with us for many hundreds of years. So we've been interacting with plants in this way of cultivating them for quite a long time. And and now most of us, it's a luxury of, it's not necessarily for survival that we have to do it. It, it And some people do it more for the survival part of it, but it it's a choice of, I wanna feed myself something healthier I want to interact with plants. I want beautiful flowers or I want to grow my own herbs. And so when you make this choice to start working with the land, what I find is you start connecting to this relationship that's been going on for quite a long time between humans and plants and different things start changing in you. And depending on how conscious you want to be about it or how you want to think about it, it it may take its own path for different people. So some people find they start a garden and all of a sudden they think, how did I grow so much? I hardly did anything. I I put in a couple seeds and the crops are, I'm giving away things. I'm an amazing gardener. And, And so like one thing gardening can teach us is in a way it's like magic. You put a seed in the ground And if your soil is good enough and it gets watered, sometimes that's all you have to do. And then you get food out of it. And if that's not manifesting, I don't know what is. Right? Yeah, that is (laughs) definitely manifesting. (laughs) Yeah. And really, you just need mostly the element of time because if you plant a seed today, okay, you're not getting your produce next week. Yeah. If it's basil, it might not be that long, but if it's a pumpkin, you're going to be waiting three, four months. And, and so there's, there's this element of patience. And, and I almost feel that any growth experience that you need to be going through or that you feel called to do, like, if you're like, oh, I really want to work on my money mindset or my relationships, going and working in the garden can be a great way to start reflecting on what are the thoughts I'm thinking? What are, what am I noticing? I often, occasionally I'll garden, listening to a podcast or music. A lot of times I'm just out there walking around, 
looking at the plants, thinking about what do they need. And, and one of the benefits also, I think that gardening or being with trees or anywhere in nature can do for us in the spiritual way is plants have a very, I, I feel like they almost work at like a different speed than we do and a different pace. They don't have a lot of this questioning of their own worth or can I accept myself? I'm just a Brussels sprout plant. I'm just a, <laughs> I'm just a green bean plant. I'm just a sunflower. No, they're, they're just being their best sunflower self. And, and yes, the environment matters. So that's also when you're out there working in the garden, it's like, oh, this plant needs more water. Let me care for it. And it can also, in subtle ways, start making you think about, well, maybe I need more water. Maybe, maybe there's too many weeds in my life so that I can't stretch out my arms and grow. Oh, I love that analogy. Maybe there's too many weeds in my life. <laughs> oh, 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 did you and, guys and just all another... get that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had this crazy experience a couple of years back. So violets are edible. It, it's a flower oh, okay. called violet and, and the flowers are edible. And sometimes if you go to like a fancy bakery or a restaurant, they'll mm -hmm. have violets that were coated in candied sugar and you'll see these edible flowers on desserts. So in my garden, I had a strawberry patch and there were a few violets at the edge of it. And I thought to myself, well, violets are edible. I don't really count that as weed. I'm just going to leave it there. And then there was my strawberry patch. Well, then the next year, there were a few more violet plants in the strawberry patch. I didn't, I didn't do anything about it because I kept on thinking violets that I don't consider it a weed and it gets to stay. I can eat them. But within a few years, one spring I go out to my patch, it's now a violet patch, not a strawberry patch. Oh. And yes, I can eat violets, but you have to eat a lot of violets to fill yourself <laughs> up. And I love strawberries so much. So I was hoping I'd go out there and, and, and get a quart of strawberries or two quarts, but instead the violets had totally taken over. And, and for me, it was this realization. It's not, weeds can get a bad connotation, but really it's just about our own assessment of it. But I had been letting the violets run rampant over my strawberry patch but it was supposed to be a strawberry patch. And so that year, then I was like, all right, I'm putting up my boundaries <laughs> and I weeded out all the violets. And from then on, I didn't care if a weed was edible. This was a dedicated strawberry patch. That's the only thing that was allowed to grow there. And, uh, and I just stayed true to that. And I started realizing life is like that too. Like there's a lot of things they might be good for you or me or everybody listening, but if your ultimate goal is, I want a quarter strawberries or two gallons of strawberries, you actually have to create the situation and weed out what is going to hinder your strawberry production. And so in my life, there's a lot of, sometimes when I make my list at the new year, these are all the things I wanna do, then I remind myself, I'm not superhuman. I do sleep at night. And I have a fan. <laughs> so let's narrow the what I want to do this year to two or three things, not 20 things, because it's just not realistic, even if they all sound amazing. 
Wow. That is such a, uh, a wisdom nugget, Rachel, of really thinking about what you just shared about life or what we're creating. If our seeds aren't growing the way we want it, that are not flourishing into a plant, what's in our environment, mm-hmm. the soil, the water, are we feeding it? Are we resting it? Are we the right temperature? All the details that go into that. And what is in there, just like the violets, like yeah. what's there that may not necessarily be bad, but it's taken away the focus of the environment and it's starting to take over more and more mm-hmm. gradually. I, yeah. I always think of that as like, you know, the frog doesn't realize it's in a boiling water or the lobster because it's slow. And I, mm-hmm. and there's such a, 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 an analogy with the garden growing with the violets and the strawberries with our lives. We don't, all of a sudden we've allowed no boundaries. All of a sudden yes. you're up and you're getting six hours of sleep and you're exhausted. And, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you don't have the energy. You're tired. You're not going to eat well. You're, mm-hmm. it starts this process and you're like, now, how did I get here? Right. How do I start to take a look at, you know, stepping back with the seed growing? I, mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's almost this really beautiful thing. I think about with, if we're starting something new, and we want to go plant something. So what has a longer, like you're talking about a pumpkin. So mm-hmm. say you're even a something in a small area, what would be something that you could even kind of test yourself with mm-hmm. to remind, I don't want to say test, but remind you really of mm-hmm. it's all there happening under the, the soil yes. and it's growing the roots and the, right. Is yes. there a few like, I, um, I got introduced to some gardening at my sister's and her husband, they, they, they love gardening and they're really been getting into it the last uh, umpteen years now. And I was staying there. And so I bought, that's when I went, they, you know, got to their seeds. Right. So I went and I thought, well, I'm going to go buy all these seeds and, uh, these rare seeds. And I bought these from Baker Creek heirloom seed company by the yes, way I like and that company. and i love what they stand for i mean mm-hmm. wow i mean I'll, I'll share the link because they were phenomenal their story and i'm not going to share their story mm-hmm. but but so i got interested and so i went and bought like multiple kinds of basil i was like well what do i like what won't be that difficult i'm told it's not all that difficult yeah so i bought all these seeds and then i moved and so i'm gonna plant some of them now but so when I was staying there I saw them go through the whole process of you know these the soil they were prepping Mm -hmm. the soil they kept it under these lights in the house until Mm. it was warm enough right so that Mm -hmm. they were growing the seeds and then they they were going to go trans move this little these little containers outside but it was too cold so they brought them back in after mm-hmm. being out there for a couple hours, they're like, nope, not quite warm enough. So mm-hmm. then fast forward the four months, I'm not there. I come, I come to the house to take care of the house and the dogs because there's a family a health crisis that happens with my mm-hmm. brother-in-law. So he's off in ICU. I'm in the house. So I'm working during the day and every day it's harvest season. 
And so what am I doing? I'm out there barefoot picking the most, like, I can't even like melt in your mouth. Cherry tomatoes were my favorite. Mm. Fresh berries kind of tells you what season it was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Cucumbers. And I'm out there barefooted, my hands in it. I'm getting dirty, you know, clipping her basil, doing this thing and just sitting there and watching. They had let one basil plant. They said, she said, just let it go. That's for the bees. Yeah. We want something for the bees. And I thought, oh, so you come out there and there would be all these bees working and I could just be sitting there and watching these bees. It was fat. You know, we have a a major health crisis happening, like life Mm -hmm. and death every Mm -hmm. day. And I'm out there and you know, that garden, I think just saved me mentally, like my own Mm -hmm. mental health of planting my feet in the ground and being able to ground myself in Mm -hmm. touching mother earth and Mm -hmm. it was so like beyond like i feel like i up leveled my own ability in in inside that inner Mm -hmm. wisdom to be able to connect in now who would know that we had already connected right like this was already scheduled and yet now i have this huge like experience of how gardening really connected me back Wow. And I love that. And I'm sure that you've seen this with people that you've worked with. Yes. Um, And, and I also, I, for me, it's true too, of if I'm having the, some of the most difficult pivotal moments in my life, other people are nice, but I like to go out and sit in the garden or sit in a forest. And because sometimes I find the comfort we need needs to be wordless needs to be an experience and there are times where I've I've sat under a tree and cried till I was done and then I looked at the leaves I looked at the ants and there's to me there's almost a comfort of nature's keeping on doing its thing and I can feel like everything is happening within me like a storm and waves of emotion but I love the groundedness, the steadiness that the trees and the insects and the earth can give us. Because to me, and maybe this is why the whole Mother Earth concept or Gaia or any of the names for it came about, is to me, it's it's that original nurturing, creative, generative energy of you can go there and feel like a mother's hug in the best kind of way, but the mom's not nagging you like, well, why'd you do this? And why'd you do that? And blah, blah, blah. Not that moms nag, but you know, like yeah. in any human yeah. relationship, there's some of that stuff that comes up and not to say that you go out and hang out with the trees and nothing's ever going to come up. But to me, I find it can be a relationship where it gives you something that be that you don't necessarily get from a human relationship. Like I almost mm-hmm. feel the plants are and the insects and the mushrooms, maybe they're the wisest things on this planet. And <laughs> like we think humans are so great, but what if we're the dumb ones? Not dumb in a bad way, but you know, like what if yeah. we're like the primitive things and all the other organisms have just got us beat with like their profound wisdom of being a living organism. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. 
Yeah, because I'm sure like what you had mentioned too, I don't think an ant's wondering if it's a good ant. Is it good enough? Yeah. Just like the sunflower. <laughs> I'm just going to shine. And then at night I close down and rest. And then I come mm-hmm. back out and I shine again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not wondering if I'm the best sunflower here. Exactly. I'm just a sunflower. Yes. And and that's why I also find being around plants and, and other things like that can be so nourishing and nurturing to your soul. I have this program called nourish your soul with nature. That's about sitting in nature every day and just being mindful and observing. And a lot of people who go through it, they get this sense of calm and peace and self-acceptance because it, it feels like the pace of life slows down a little bit and you notice things and you can start to be more compassionate to yourself. And actually that is supported by research. The more time you spend out in nature, your creativity goes up, your empathy goes up, your emotional resilience goes up, or emotional intelligence, maybe it's both. So many of of the qualities that we want improve Mm -hmm. in our life by spending time out in nature and also happiness levels and optimism. And so to me, when you have a spiritual life or a religious life, like one of the reasons you're having that in your life is so on the hard days or the hard times, you have something that sustains you and supports you throughout that, that helps you find your worth again or mm-hmm. find your hope again. And, and I think that's one of the reasons that nature can help support that in you is because there's this constancy and this beauty. And, um, and also, I also really like that it's really accessible. Most of us, we can, it's not that far to go to have a park, to have a potted plant. Uh, Even if you're in an urban environment, you could grow something likely where you live, Mm -hmm. some some of the bamboo that's in a little pot or herbs inside, or there's these, even these countertop gardens where you can grow some lettuce and things. Yes, they've become super, what are they, like hydro something? Yes, yes, hydroponics. Yes. Yeah. So those those I really enjoy. And the other element that I think is super cool with the gardening aspect is it just feels profound to me that it's something you can eat or drink in a mm-hmm. tea or the flowers that you can smell. And so it's touching your heart, but it's also a sensual body experience of the smells or the taste. And so I I like that it's like your whole being can be involved, not just your your heart or not just your eyes or not just the taste. So, and and as you probably noticed when you were harvesting all that food, it it to me just affirms like how amazing is life that I get to eat this yes. fresh tomato that tastes so good. You know, and I really think it was the difference between, you know, when I would go out there, it was very you were very present, right? Mm -hmm. I got the dogs or there's three dogs. There's a puppy, a GSP, a lab and a pity mix. And so they're all like cousins, friends, right? And they're playing and kind of sniffing around and I'm in there very present. And even if one visit out there was 15 minutes, that 15 minutes, wow. 
like mm-hmm. talk about bringing you back into your body. Cause I, I mm-hmm. think especially thus in the more spiritual communities have understand that we actually can, we float out of our bodies and mm-hmm. you need to come back in. And I think it's what helped yes. me from, you know, going off in the ethers. I yes. was just, you know, close by, if I did leave my body, at least I wasn't way out there, but I was able yes. to help keep me more grounded into my own self and not mm-hmm. let all of this, the static energetic things that happens mm-hmm. because we're so much in our electronics these days. Mm-hmm. And so it was, I highly suggest or recommend that people mm-hmm. start something like you were saying something even small. That's why I'm starting with basil and, you know, yes. and plants, you know, like, and uh, I'm sure I'm going to add to it now that we've been talking and I have, Oh, a, mm-hmm. yes. And I thought, I think this was the original question and I kind of went on a tangent, but if you're wondering, well, what do I start with? Mm-hmm. How you chose basil, I think is so smart. When I used to teach only organic gardening and not the spiritual side of it or just spirituality in general, I always taught that start with one or two things that you already feel that you either really enjoy or you feel a connection because it's almost like I see it as like making a friendship. You're going to get to know this one plant, its needs, its growing habit, all of those things. And you don't want to waste your time with something you don't really feel that excited about. You know, <laughs> if, if, if broccoli is not your thing, do not start with broccoli like or lettuce. I don't care how easy lettuce is. If you don't like salad or you don't like kale, don't start with kale. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, and, and herbs are kind of easy at times because usually you can buy them already in a pot with their roots. So then you just have to care for it. You don't have to start from seed. Yeah. Well, and I, I wanted to start from seed. It was really like almost, I wanted to see all of it. Oh yeah. I wanted to see the life form of it. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Just like what we're doing with, uh, working with people. Like I really wanted to connect that. Like, could I take something from a seed and uh-huh. get it to actually get to its beauty? Right. If it's yes. own, not that it's doing it, its own acceptance of, of itself, but just to go through that process. Uh, and I, you know, when, uh, when I was growing up and I think even as my son was growing up in school, they would get the little styrofoam cups oh, and yeah. plant. And, uh-huh. and, and now I'm starting to like connect in why they were experimenting with that right like yeah. why they're teaching them about things growing and so mm-hmm. it's going to be this really beautiful um experience to learn learn this and i know i have multiple friends who have gardens even small gardens and so thank you for those tips i think that's super super powerful and then i wanted to now kind of switch gears and talk about trees the wisdoms mm-hmm. of trees mm-hmm. Um, Cause I saw you post something on it and I thought, Ooh, yes. this is, you know, I, I recently moved to Flagstaff, Arizona for those who don't know is at an elevation of 7,000 feet oh, Pon- wow. and it's Ponderosa pines up here. Ooh. We're four seasons. Mm-hmm. We're 45 minutes uh, North of Sedona, which is, okay. you know, very much the gorgeous energy vortex, but it's, what you might think of of with Arizona and then the other direction is uh in northern Arizona is the Grand Canyon 
And so wow. We're but we're in forest. I can look out and I can see uh these ponderosa pines. And I've been having before I showed up here, I've moved around a lot. I've been in California, Wyoming, Idaho, Washington, uh, Colorado, like all these really gorgeous places, uh, Nevada, Reno, and they're all gorgeous on their own. But in Colorado, when I lived there in the early 2000s, is I would have dreams about trees, mm. trees, trees, trees. And now uh, I had a friend paint a picture of trees. And now I'm living back in an actual forest trees. And so I'm so, I'm so um, fascinated by your connection with the wisdom of trees and how, uh, what that looks like, you know, from your perspective and how that's unfolding for you. Yes. Yes. Well, and it, so at, at the time that this comes out, I'll have finished a book, but at the time we're recording, I'm just at the beginning of it. So this week I went out to my porch I like to go out in the mornings if if I plan it well and sit there with a journal, maybe water or coffee or something and just be for, it's almost like a meditation. I just sit there and look at the trees. And if I have questions, then I ask my questions. Or if I have a reading that day, I've gotten in the habit of, you know, do you have anything you want to tell me before the reading? And it, the information, it doesn't come from me like words. It's not like the oak tree is like, well, good morning. And here are the body boss. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that it works that way for them. It does not work that way for me. Uh, but that's fine. Like everyone, I think everybody can start to develop a relationship with a tree or with a type of tree, whether or not you ever feel like it talks to you. And, and so for me, I, I was sitting out there and I've been wanting to work on a book and I had a few ideas. I, I went through a course that was all about create a book from blog posts. And I thought, oh, great. I, or interviews. I've got a lot of interviews. I got a lot of blog posts and I came up with, with a few different topics and I journaled on that, but I wasn't getting momentum. So I thought, okay, I don't know what's keeping me stuck here. So, so I asked the trees. I said, what should my book be about? And and then I got the hit, the intuitive hit, talk to the trees. And and at first I was surprised because I thought, oh man, I gotta write this book from scratch. I can't use any of the stuff I already have. Because in terms of what I've written already, it's probably a paragraph or nothing. Yeah. And um and um, a little while ago, I, I, last year, I think it was, I took a class about channeling. And what I realized during this class was I had been channeling before, but just never called it that. And so for me, like a lot of my writing feels like it's channeled. I just get ready for it and the words just flow. And, and I think many people have this experience with mm-hmm. art forms of like, it comes out and then sometimes at the end of the page or the end of the song, you think, I don't even know where that came from, but it's pretty good. And yeah. I don't know what I wrote it. So <laughs> I'll claim it. <laughs> and so so I got this this hit from the trees and I thought, okay, so I come back in, sit down at my computer. And then what I felt was the trees, pretty much I'm channeling a message. 
it, it, I, I believe right now it's going to be 10 chapters. Well, as I said, it'll be out already when this yeah. happens, but I'm two chapters in and it's a series of practices or mindset shifts that the trees are sharing that it, it's going to be a quite a, a short book, but one that like, maybe you pick up if, you know, you, you want a new practice or, you know, that you, there's something that you want to work on and you want to do it in this way and do it with the trees. So I, I think that it's really exciting. I, the trees I find, well, so people were these physical beings, but we're also spiritual beings, you know, we're both in the same way. And the wisdom that's coming through for this book feels that it's both trying to come at your, with the heart and the head, like with the spirit and the physical. So it's, giving you things that you might know about a tree or think about a tree, but using that as a way to look at your life differently and experience a different emotion or have a different awareness. And so I'm, I'm really excited at this discovery process of where it's going to go. And I also love that. Well, a few things in the past few years, there's been a number of books coming out of this kind of flavor. And, oh. and I, before we started recording this morning, I was thinking about this and what used to happen for me is I would get jealous when I would see someone publish a book and I would think that should have been me. And I've even had people say, oh, this book seems like something you would do, Rachel. But I know that when jealousy or other emotions like that come up, it's information. And so for me, the information is, well, then get out and write that book if yeah. I feel like I'm supposed <laughs> to write the book. <laughs> and, and so anyone here, if, if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm jealous of her. She's talking to trees. You, you probably have some trees near where you are. So go out and start talking to them or whatever it is. Jealousy can be a really strong emotion, but it's like, I think if we can not just let it turn into this thing where you're feeling negative or disliking the other person, mm -hmm. but if you see this is an invitation to look further, like what, what are you not doing or seeing or feeling like what is going on that makes you feel, I want that. Because if it's that strong, then, then there's a really big pull there, but it also shows, it feels like there's a gap between that thing and where you are right now. And so the trees, I, I find that they, they have this lovely way of sharing, as I said, this spiritual wisdom, but also with a level of the physicality and kind of logical things that you can picture in your mind to, to be a really nice format for people to experience something that is maybe not so esoteric. Mm -hmm. And, and what I also love about it is trees, <laughs> depending on where you live. So some areas near you, there might not be that many, but most human settlements, human livings, we like to have trees around us. And so every time you drive by a tree or walk by a tree, it can be a reminder of, oh, I'm practicing mindfulness now and here's a tree. Or I'm practicing stretching my branches out and my crown and the crest of the tree is so beautiful. And that tree isn't trying to play small because trees don't play small. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. So it's, I, I love that it can be this reminder that happens as you're going about your daily life. You can set the intention. When I see a tree, 
it, it's a moment to remember whatever growth idea that you're working with that you're trying to incorporate more into your into your awareness into your being that tree can just be a oh here here's your reminder yeah yeah you know i what i love about that i want to touch on your um comparison with like the jealousy is that mm. is that so elizabeth gilbert mm. in um the magic what is it the Oh, it has magic in her title. Just big lip, magic, the big magic. So she talks about that when we get downloads, mm -hmm. you know, the downloads, the channels, the, I got a ping, I got an idea. Um, the flow, the zone is some of the words that I've used over the years, not knowing yeah. it's all channeling, like when yeah. you're in those zones. And so what, but she talks about in her book is that she got an idea and she started to work on it. It kind of stalled. And then she met somebody who was actually writing out this idea. Mm -hmm. And I found it was really beautiful. And I, I know other people talk about it, but how she explained it really resonated as we get the idea, but the ideas are coming down and they're being channeled to multiple mm -hmm. people at the same time. Mm -hmm. And where we can use that, you know, jealousy of like, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or your friend telling you, oh, oh, that sounds like you, mm -hmm. is that they they do that because they know not everybody's going to step forward and mm -hmm. shine their own light and step into what that idea is. And so yes. it's interesting that you say a couple of years ago, you got that. So in 2020, at the beginning of uh, 2021, I had, I was getting all these downloads, like, you know, ideas, and it had to do with trees and it had to mm. do with creating, um, alignment, sacred pockets of energy Ooh. to help people based upon the tree. Oh, I love So that. if an oak tree is ground, like say their energy, and I don't remember what each one was, mm -hmm. but I was getting like each tree has a certain characteristic about them. Like oh, this yeah. one, like redwoods, right? Mm -hmm. Like talk about tenacity, mm -hmm. a redwood tree, tenacity. They've lasted, they're over hundreds and hundreds of years right. old, right? Yes. And some of these old, those really old wisdom trees. Yes. Like Louisiana, look at all the trees in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you touch and hug one of those trees, you can, you can feel it. And so I was getting all these downloads and, you know, I put it on hold. I was like, yeah, that was kind of nice. I was doing some work and trying to figure out, well, what do these trees mean? Why am I keep getting that? Right. The yeah. characteristic of a tree. And right. now I know why, because there was that message then a couple of years ago was coming through to all in different ways. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just got truth bumps. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that yes. wasn't necessarily for me to carry forth. Yeah. But I did get it and you got it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Wow. What a connection, Rachel, that we're just that like, is. I love that. Thank you. And I want to share for the listeners too. It's making me think of there's also the freedom and the permission to sue that idea. It's not the right time. I've gotten hits that felt amazing. And even the, the hit around the hit of like, this is a good idea. This could be like, this could break your career wide open. But there's another part of me that's like, yeah, but I don't really think I want to write that book. Like, I, I don't want my career to break wide open about that topic. No offense, idea, yeah. spirits, whoever. 
And and so I kind of thought, thank you for this gift, but I'm going to pass. And someone else is going to jump on it or maybe five someones are going to jump on it. Because it also reminds me of when I like a, a topic, I might read four books about that topic. I mean, I've read, I've read a lot of books about gardening, a lot of books about spirituality, money mindset, feng shui, or yeah, whatever I'm into, if I'm really into it, I will read 10 books about the subject because that's how I like to take it in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or 10 podcasts or whatever. And so it's, it's fun. I think when, like, I almost feel like the universe is tickling us to be like, look at this. Like, how is it that all of a sudden there's five popular books out there about kind of a niche topic? Well, that's the idea that wants to come forth right now. And these are all the people who said, yes, okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But then as we're discovering, maybe there were 30 other people who got the idea or more. And they're like, yeah, I don't think I want to do anything about that. As fascinating as this conversation is, we are going to pause for a moment and we'll be right back. If you have appreciated the phenomenal and nourishing spiritual souls that have blessed us as the guests of the Light Up Your Worth podcast, I would invite you to please consider joining me on Patreon. Patreon is a membership platform in a way to join your favorite creators community that makes it easy for creators to get paid for making the stuff you love. So as a Light Up Your Worth Patreon member, you will receive unlocking access to hours of content, bonus excerptions from the interviews, recorded energetic healings and meditations, discount codes on new program offerings, direct access to submit topics and questions for upcoming guest interviews in advance. You're able to influence what you would love to learn with guest suggestions, spiritual modalities, and specific healing techniques. And when you make a suggestion, I credit you with that and send you out a surprise thank you gift. You also get early access to the podcast guest interview and some behind the scenes activities of what's going on with the podcast. So the Light Up Your Worth membership levels begin at $2.27. And your Patreon supports allows me to continue the podcast vision to provide spiritual connection, magical learning, and positive resources to nurture you on your spiritual journey. Together, we can raise the consciousness and frequency for yourself, the collective, and Murder Earth. Thank you for your generosity, and you can find more information at www.patreon.com backslash light up your worth it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash light up your worth no spaces yeah I, rem- I i i got the tree stuff and then i also got downloads about um right after my dog passed mm. i got all these downloads about what our dogs teach us oh wow and it was pretty powerful and i started writing uh writing those down too and then it passed mm-hmm. I was like because I thought to myself too do I want to be known as the dog whisperer you know like yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought no I I do love my dogs and and uh want to talk about them and how they have and uh 
you know, impacted my life in a positive way in spirituality, but it's around the spiritual concepts. I want people to feel more of their own worth, their own acceptance mm -hmm. of who they are, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily tied to a trees or mm -hmm. the dogs or, you know, right. so, but I wanted to also touch on is that we were talking about your uh, YouTube channel, the seeds mm -hmm. of self-love. And I just thought what a beautiful way for us to kind of talk about that whole, you know, spirituality with love and, you know, how that flows out. And I know we had touched on that you are getting for um, the psychic readings that you're getting a lot of people curious about love. Mm -hmm. So yes. wanted to see if you'll share about any of that or all of it, yes. right? The seeds of yes. love or actually, you know, what's out there for people with love, looking for love, you know, mm -hmm. I know that. So I will zip it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And well, the fun thing when people come to me for a reading is uh, like, I'll share some general or big ideas, but sometimes someone will come to me and they'll say, I'm dating this person. Do you think it's going to go anywhere? And I usually, there's three types of answers that I get. Very clear. No. And it's like super clear where I want to be like, Oh, honey, leave him <laughs> or her or they now. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sorry, but you got what you're going to get. And let's not drag this on. So I get a very clear. No. Uh, and then maybe there's only two that usually come up. Well, no, I think there are three. And then there's something that I would call a maybe. But what the maybe truly is, is uh, I don't think it's determined yet. And whether, whatever you believe about fate, I every relationship takes some level of work, of growth, of commitment. And sometimes you're in a stage in a relationship where you don't know. And, and I've been in a stage where I didn't know. I remember asking my counselor or talking to her when I was dating my husband and she was telling me, can you just be patient and let yourself date without knowing where this is going to go, without knowing the outcome? And that was a very big struggle for me because I, I wanted to have an idea, where is this going? And I had a lot of discomfort not knowing. And so who knows when people come to me, if I say, actually, no one has been disappointed when I said it's a maybe it's an unknown for, for the people that do get that answer. Typically, I feel like they're a little bit more, more aware rather than less aware. And, and I've heard, you know what I felt, I felt to that, but I didn't, I, it's almost like they didn't feel like it was okay to not know. But when I say we don't know yet, then they feel, oh, good. Like I can just let it be. I can just explore. And sometimes there's also this call to, are you showing up as the self that you want to be in this relationship? Or are you wearing a mask? Because if you're wearing a mask, they can't get to know who you are because you're not being who you want to be or who you truly are and so how can anybody decide what's happening in the relationship oh, and then that the is other such truth <laughs> yeah and and then sometimes I'll get uh, a clear yes I would say 
those types of yeses, usually people already know if it's a good relationship or if they want to stick with it a little bit longer. So it's not, it's not as astounding perhaps when I tell people, yeah, this seems like a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and usually what I find is there are more things to be done in a person's own heart to be ready for the relationship regarding who you're attracting in and what you'll tolerate. And I I've had a couple clients that I said, look, delete the numbers from your phone of past relationships or people who disappointed you or all of that, like truly let it go. Because if you're consistently wondering, is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Generally speaking, it's not working, <laughs> but you really want it to work. And and so, it, and, and I'm not saying relationships don't take work. And if it's not working, bye-bye. But typically you're going to know if you give it more time, if you're showing up as your best self, if that person isn't treating you well, then as much as you may be enamored with them, to, to honor yourself and your own worth, it's time to let them go. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. You know, I want to go back to this maybe mm. that you touched about with, are you actually showing them who you are mm. and to relax? Like even your own experience was being mm-hmm. able to relax. I, I've, <laughs> you're almost afraid to admit it, right? Like as right. it's being recorded, but I, I know, you know, I was in a long-term relationship for 20 years and then didn't really date much. Um, and then when I started to date, I always wanted to know, Oh, is this going to go anywhere? Am I wasting my time? You know? And then I realized is I started to work with these coaches about love. And mm-hmm. I realized that I actually needed to, um, enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. And I met my, um, I reconnected with a childhood friend we got in a short relationship and we got married really quick because it, it just went so fast. In six months, we were married, like literally mm-hmm. walking down the aisle. Uh, the marriage itself did not, was not, it didn't work as a marriage, mm-hmm. but now that time has gone by, he's actually still my friend. Mm-hmm. Like that I t- can touch base with yes. every once in a while. Right. Because that was actually all we were really, yes. but Um, but the time that we were together was uh, a a valuable lesson for myself to Mm -hmm. learn about, was I truly showing him who I was and where Mm -hmm. I'm, where my life is now moving, or was Mm -hmm. I focused more on my past versus my present? Right. And I, I think what you said too, is like, are are we wearing a mask, Mm -hmm. being able to take those breaths and relax and be who we are. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like yes. what a, what a gift that your reading would be for somebody to really, especially those who are spiritually conscious or mm-hmm. uh, consciously aware of their, how they are, what they're creating in their lives, that opportunity to know that for themselves, yes. like you, I think you kind of want to know if this is a hard, no. Yes. 
Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like, do I need to like figure out how to unwind my, my own feelings or what my mm-hmm. boundaries or is this really, yeah, maybe he's the hottest guy or girl that I've mm-hmm. ever been with, but is he fulfilling who I really am? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That, that really is a gift that you're able to give people. Oh, thank you. It, it feels really wonderful. And I love also when people have the realizations of, yeah, like it, it, even though it might feel unnatural to think I'm going to take this slow, I'm going to be okay with not knowing in that you get to have the time to get to know that person. You have the time to get to know yourself. And if you're practicing other ways of loving yourself, it does make it easier to be in that relationship without having a mask and and see where it goes because even though maybe in popular culture or stories fast romances seem incredible it it makes me think about the short marriage you had it sounds like it moved very fast but then but then what it's like you Mm -hmm. haven't maybe had enough time to see and, and I'm not saying this to be critical in any way, but it's like, if, if y'all move slower, I wonder what would have happened. Or sometimes we change so much that if the other person is really different, but we just come together for a period of time where, like you said, you discovered that you were just friends. And, mm-hmm. and I think how wonderful it is that sometimes it's a relationship that isn't, it, it might not last five years or 10 years, but what you got out of it was still really good. It was and, really, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like for myself. I, mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Cause I was like, no, I want to, because it, I think he, we, we were put together for a lesson, right. Of mm-hmm. a, a, a really big lesson of letting things unfold naturally. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're, my favorite things are like to go out on the, go out on a boat. I want to go hiking. I want to connect with nature. I want to go on uh road trips. I love live music, right? Mm. If three out of those four, like aren't in alignment with them, some of that common stuff is great Yes, to be able to share exactly and you know i like to have a drink with dinner sometimes you know not every day but but and if you don't drink maybe that's not good for me right like or go out on you know you want to go camping and you don't camp i mean you know some big things and because we're all allowed to be who we are exactly getting caught up with all those hormones you know Mm -hmm. so And the other thing that's making me think is the flip side of it too, is if you know a couple core things, I want somebody who camps or they like to have a drink or whatever, they like live music, but also being willing to be surprised because both in my relationship and many that I've seen from people who've come to me for readings or just other connections that I've seen, oftentimes you're surprised. There's something surprising that's maybe not what you logically thought your partner would be like. So even let's say if you're trying to manifest someone who is a certain type of person and, and I had a list of, I still have the list actually 
there were 89 things on my list of what I wanted in my partner. And I will say when I met my husband, he probably had about 75 of those qualities, which I remember writing. I took a couple of weeks to write the list. I felt like I was definitely asking for a lot, but I thought, well, hey, I'm going to dream big. But there were all these things that I didn't even think about that he brought to the relationship. Even though I got all these things I wanted, <laughs> it's like, be careful what you wish for, because there's everything you maybe didn't know was coming. And, yes. and But it's like every relationship, you're going to have to grow in some way or another. So being open to the surprise of what's coming next, because my husband, he was so into sports and I could barely tell you a single thing about sports I knew what they were but that was about it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had probably like a four-year-old level of knowledge about sports and still we joke about that that I really still after all these years hardly know anything about most of them but so it's like we have areas where we there isn't necessarily all the same things but I was willing to be surprised and and grow as a person with him because there were other things that made it feel worthwhile that we did have in common. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a really important point. And also, even though I'm talking about the external stuff that we can have in common, there's a lot of mm -hmm. internal qualities that oh, are on. Yeah. I also have a list. I had a list then. And uh, he actually met quite a few of these things on my on my list as far as a personality, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. um, this unconditional love that he had had for me since we were kids was like mm. so endearing and it still is, right? It still is. Yeah. Um, I recently had a conversation with him and uh, for his birthday and he just reinforced that, you know, I will always be there for you. Aww. And there was a part of my soul that needed to know that, um, that reconnection of, yes, I am lovable, right? Mm. I can be who I am and be lovable. And it just has, um, changed forms. Mm -hmm. It wasn't supposed to be the romantic love, but it was a different, different type of connection. And so mm. I thought that, um, it was a really beautiful way to reflect about my own stuff of what you, mm. so I, I think that's why it's so, why I keep coming back to, you know, a hard no, a maybe, and a yes, because like how important that is for us as spiritual beings to be able mm -hmm. to take whatever those answers are mm -hmm. to, to be able to move into our own personal growth and development, yeah. asking ourselves the questions. So Ooh. And I'm getting tingles. So I feel like I got to say, and, and even though we've been talking about love, how many other areas of life is that true too? Mm -hmm. business? It's like people talk about the full body. Yes. And all that. Sometimes it's a maybe. And we were talking about kind of a little bit about this before we started recording for the longest time, I had a hard time with the fact that I didn't have a clear type of client or there was a lot of things in business. I felt like I was in this maybe zone. And then I had this dream because I'm, I'm a very avid dreamer and I do dream <laughs> interpretation too. And in the dream, I was, well, actually, I don't remember all the details, but the big idea was 
you you have to go through this long period of maybe of not knowing but where you're going you know when you look back in hindsight it's going to make sense but you're in a very long period of it not making any sense and and you're just doing your best one foot in front of the other and and the other thing about love that i have found and my husband and i early in our relationship we had this whole when it's time to know you'll know so like when we before we got married we both felt like when we and i think we even had a conversation where we said we'll know when it's time to do that if it's time to do that and if it if we're not really there then it's not time yet and and so giving there's so many areas of life where you know i mean you can get something shipped to you sometimes the same day you can't get love shipped to you this day <laughs> or like su- business success or spiritual epiphany or enlightenment. Mm-hmm. So staying in that maybe zone, it, even though it's really uncomfortable, sometimes we have long periods of time where we don't know if it's a yes or a no. Yeah. It's like that plant, the plant's mm-hmm. growing. You just can't see it and you don't want to give up your, your hope or your faith or your belief in it because it could just be popping up yes and it's doing all different types of things in there oh you know this has been so so wonderful Rachel like um there's just been so many nuggets about you know and uh, connections between the gardening and the love and your um your all of your gifts that you bring how would uh, somebody be able to reach out and and find you Rachel Yes. Well, I've tried to make myself easy to find (laughs) and for better or worse, I'm on a lot of platforms. Uh, And my website is rachelstravelli.com. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. Like I said, I'm not saying I'm there all the time, but at this point I am checking in and being a little bit active on some of those Instagram and YouTube and TikTok are my main places where I'm hanging out. And I will share all the links and then your book will be published when this Mm -hmm. goes live. And so we'll also include uh, the link for that. Um, And your YouTube is what seeds of self-love as well. And how do you spell your last? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, the YouTube is actually at Rachel's Trevelli, but Seeds of Self-Love is a whole series. So there's a playlist, but I have videos on other topics too. Okay. Would you mind spelling out your last name for those who are just listening and not? um... Yes. And I'll do my first name too, because some Rachel's spell it differently. Okay. So R-A-C-H-E-L and then Stravelli is S-T-R-I-V-E-L-L-I. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for that. For the people who are listening and they're driving right now. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll include it in the show notes as well so that people can go look that or see it on YouTube or and or mm-hmm. the podcast. And so thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to to get to know you a little bit more and share all your wisdom. So thank you for being here. <laughs> oh, thank you, Debbie. This was so much fun and hearing all your wisdom and experiences was delightful. If you enjoyed this Light Up Your Worth episode, be sure to share with a soulful friend who needs to hear this message. Thanks so much for listening and being part of the Light Up Your Worth community. My heart is full of gratitude for you. 
You are my inspiration to shine the light of spiritual heart-centered women. Now go out there and shine your own light. Sending you sunshine.